Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and how is everyone? Are you doing all right? How's everyone holding up? It's Tuesday. Uh, There is snow on the way in Pittsburgh. I feel that I'm in the minority of snow, uh, of people who really, really, like, truly enjoy snow. Like, obviously, I don't love snow when I'm traveling through it and I have to go out into the world, but I still can somehow muster, like, the childlike joy, I guess, uh, that I felt when it was a child when it snowed, I guess. I, I, I just really, it brings me back. It's like nostalgia in a way. And I know everyone, mostly everyone gets grumpy about it, but there's something about the idea of being snowed in that really just excites me. Um, and it's what winter's for. Uh, obviously, I want everyone to be safe, but... Um, and Keon and I have the luxury of, of course, working from home, so we don't really have to go out into it every day. But, I mean, obviously, oh my gosh, when I when I had to go into the office, like, cleaning off my car in the mornings, oh, I, I would always, always, always wait. To, it was like I forgot that it was winter, and then I would I would already be late on my way to work, and then I would just, you know the old turn on the defrosters and just like pray that you get there in one piece because the windows were never clear enough. I should have never (laughs) driven. It's a miracle that I got there in one piece. But anyway, snow. It's a beautiful thing. I am really excited. I think there's a little bit more on the way. Nothing too crazy here in Pittsburgh. I feel like it's been kind of above average, but um, I can't believe I'm talking about the weather right now. I'm I'm just going to stop. Anyway, (laughs) um... I want to thank everyone who reached out to me last week to wish me a happy birthday. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to share the same birthday as my fellow Aquarian, Ina Garden. Um, I had a lovely three-day weekend. I took off work on Friday, which was the best decision I've ever made because it was a very hectic week. And Keon rented an Airbnb downtown. That was exactly what really we both needed just to kind of get out of our space and be in a different space. Really felt like, in many ways, a little bit of a vacation, even though it literally was 10 minutes away <laughs> from where we live. Uh, Keon got me an Apple Watch, which I have no idea how to work. I mean, I, I do. I shouldn't say that. I I feel like... I've been saying this all week. I feel not that I'm old by any means. I mean, I, I just turned 35 and have a lot more to go, but I feel like I am just starting to get to a certain age where technology is becoming a little bit more foreign than when I was than what it was when I was like in high school or something. Like if I was to get an Apple Watch when I was in high school, I would just be like, boop, 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 boop. Here's how you work it. Let me show you how to like, and I'd be like, annoyed with my parents that they couldn't figure theirs out or something like that but now I like look at it and I'm just like what does this do but also I I need to just like I sat down with a YouTube video and they were like you know it shows what it can do and like the main functions and stuff like that but I I I got like a little frustrated with it I was just like I don't feel like watching this I just want someone to like I just need like a human in front of me so I can ask questions and like show them what I'm doing but uh 
I don't know. I just felt like a dinosaur. I don't know why, like with this new piece of technology, which really made me like a little sad that that's the road where that I'm heading <laughs> towards. I don't know. I feel like when I was younger or even now, like when I show my cell phone, like something cool, like an app or whatever it is, even just like Instagram to my grandma, she just says, oh, you know, and she doesn't give a shit about it. And eventually we're not going to give a shit about it. Like, I just, I, I just think it's, uh, these are just like deep thoughts here today on the Good Vanilla Pod. But uh, nevertheless, if anyone has any, um, I guess, recommendations of apps, I know, I know like not all of them transfer, like whatever's available on the phone obviously can't really, there's only, is, there are limits with the Apple Watch, which I think is probably the biggest um, hurdle because I think I, I, in my mind, I feel like everything on the phone, the iPhone can also be done on the watch, which isn't really the case, which is fine. Uh, so if there are any apps out there that you find specifically uh, cool or useful, let me know. Because right now I'm just using it for like, I don't know, like getting my steps in, to like texting, um, find my iPhone. That's a big one. That's actually a huge plus because I lose my phone all the time. Keon loves it because I can't ever find it. Um so much so that he got me like this little system that I could, I think it's called Tile. It's like this, basically the same thing as find my iPhone. You can like press the button on the, on your keychain. You could also do it to find your keys as well because I'm always losing my keys. So, but now I have the Apple Watch. So I guess I'll always know where my phone is. What else did I get? My mom, my mom and dad got me a, uh, Keon and I really, a roasting pan because we did not have one. Uh, which is, you know, Ina Garden would never approve of that, really. We had to, ba- we had, we, for Christmas, we didn't want to make a ham, so we roasted a turkey, and we roasted it in, like, a 9 by 13, like, glass dish, uh, which, it worked. I mean, it definitely got the job done, too, but as far as, like, really having, like, a proper roasting pan, it's really nice, so I'm excited to use that, you know, whenever we're feeling like roast chicken, maybe this Friday, who knows? But uh, uh, all in all, too, it's been a really, really lovely couple of days over the weekend. And I'm sad that, like, I almost said there's nothing to look forward to. But there is. Uh, I guess there's Valentine's Day coming up. Either way, um, let's get into this. Let's talk about this episode. This is our first episode where we will be meeting TR. I mean, obviously, we're not meeting him because everyone knows who TR is, but... Uh, If you don't know who TR is, more on him later. But this is season six, episode six of the Barefoot Contessa, like OG Barefoot Contessa. And it's called Back for the Weekend. And the reason why I chose this is I was trying to do like some sort of um, Super Bowl theme. I did not watch the Super Bowl because I don't I just don't care. I don't care uh, about sports. And that's that. (laughs) So I but I knew that the weekend was performing And I tried to do, like, I was like, is there any sort of, like, game day episode of the Barefoot Contessa? I looked through all the episodes that were available on Discovery Plus, and I couldn't really find anything. She's not really, like, a, you know, Ina Garden's not going to make, like, (laughs) like buffalo chicken dip um, or, like, anything like that. I would love to see her make, like, an elevation. She'd probably put, like, blue cheese in it or something, like a Roquefort or something, and make it, uh, you know turn up the volume a little bit but there really wasn't any sort of game day episode so I went with 
um, back for the weekend because the weekend was performing at halftime. So, you know, it's a, it's a stretch, but uh, just go with it, okay? So Ina begins, she says, When my husband Jeffrey comes home for the weekend, I try and make lots of things in advance so I can spend time with him instead of spending time in the kitchen. But I hate to cook for two, so I'm going to call my friend T.R. Pescott and tell him I'm cooking for four, and he'll have dinner for the weekend too. What are friends for? So the menu this episode is chicken pot pie, individual chicken pot pies, I will say, wheat berry salad, and split pea soup. Oh, I also forgot. She also continues with the, uh, with the voiceover. She says, plus, I'm going to give TR a list of things to buy for the weekend. Otherwise, you know how men are. He'll end up with four chocolate cakes and nothing else to eat. Something tells me that, like, as a gay man, TR is not eating four chocolate cakes a week because calories, 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 if you know that quote. If you know, you know. Um, But it's just funny that, like, Ina groups him in that, like, sort of... I feel like if Jeffrey was left alone, he would eat four chocolate cakes, but I feel like TR eats, like, lean chicken breast and, like, brown rice and vegetables. <laughs> I don't know, because he's a beautiful man. Uh, but more on him later. So let's start with this wheat berry salad, which looks delicious. So Ina says that wheat berries are the kernel of the wheat. And I actually thought that they were synonymous, but I did just look it up. Um, that wheat berries and farro are, they're, they're kind of, they almost look the same, and both are whole grains, and similar to taste and really texture too, but they are different, because I feel like I've had a farro salad before, um, but this is kind of, but wheat berries, I've never really had it, they look, they're almost like, uh, it almost looks like cereal, but it's not, I don't really know, it's like almost like a thicker rice, I don't know. Google it if you're near your phones, which I'm sure you are, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But she has to cook it 45 minutes until it's tender, and then she starts to saute a cup of red onions. Uh, and then she makes the dressing for the salad, which which is just like a quarter cup of olive oil and two tablespoons of balsamic vinegar. Um, balsamic vinegar. I feel like my family, like in Pittsburgh and maybe elsewhere, does anyone else say balsamic vinegar? Because that's how, like... I was watching a TikTok the other day and they said, they're like, name a word that you mispronounced because your parents m- pronounced it and you just kind of picked up on that. And mine is definitely like one of many is balsamic vinegar, but it's balsamic vinegar. Interesting. Um, those are just, that just popped in my head. Anyway, she adds three scallions to the mix. I like that she slices like the white part into like two sections. She just makes like a really... Uh, like it kind of is like the entirety of the white part because even though that white part is delicious, I there are some times when I'm cutting up scallions and I feel like it's like too big of a piece. You know what I mean? You just bite into like a big piece of the white part. So that was actually a nice um, little tip there that I that I saw Ina do that I was uh, I'm definitely gonna put into practice when I use scallions the next time. I really do love scallions a lot. I think I feel like I uh, Ina. I feel like. Uh, scallions can really brighten up any dish. It just got, it's like any sort of like fresh herb does the same thing as well. But I love putting it on like scrambled eggs. I love putting on like any sort of like thing I'm making for lunch that just like if I feel like scallions would be good on it, I'm, I'm putting it on. I think they're the best. So next she adds the red onions into the wheat berries and then she adds half a red pepper and she suggests using a red or a yellow 
I think I feel like Ina has the same thoughts on green peppers that I have. I think green peppers are fine, but they're a little soapy. Does anyone else feel that? Kate, if you're listening, I know you hate green peppers too, but I, I just feel they're fine. They're just like, I don't know. Like the the yellow probably is my favorite. I feel like they're the sweetest, but I, I, I will not turn down a red pepper. And if if I have to eat a green pepper, I will. And obviously we all know that green peppers are the most like cost-effective, like they're the cheapest pepper too. But um, I'm glad that she's using a red pepper in this, I guess, is all I'm saying. Um, and then she chops up a carrot, which I feel like is an, an unusual sort of ingredient for this salad. But that is the last of the ingredients. And then she just stirs it a bit. She gives it like a big toss and lets it kind of sit and marinate. And then she turns to the camera and, she, and then she's like, I think it's time to go check in on TR and see what he's up to. <laughs> and then they show like TR just kind of... Ina calls TR and Ina's like standing in her little like area at the bottom of the steps with the phone and she calls TR and 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 here's where we meet TR. He is, you know, just walking down the streets of New York. I mean, TR is like the OG Silver Fox in my book. Like I feel like that was the first time that I saw like he's not I think he's just one of those really handsome men that went gray a little bit earlier than he should have, but it like really, really works for him. And I think he's still, I think he's like a designer and now he still models as well too. Like you've, if you haven't seen TR, his last name is Pescod, P-E-S-C-O-D. He's on Instagram. His handle is just like TR Pescod. And odds are you have seen him in like a Macy's ad or JCPenney or any sort of like brochure. What is brochure magazine? What am I trying to say here? Um, do they even have those anymore? Everything's on the website. I'm dating myself anyway. Um, but yeah, he is a very, very handsome man. And I think what really sort of, uh, you know, makes TR stand out besides his dashing good looks is the fact that he's really charming and really good on camera. This episode specifically, though, not his best showing, I will say. I wonder if the banter is like written I, I just don't like the conversation they have is crazy. And I, of course, I wrote every single thing that they said. So they start out, TR picks up his phone. It's a flip phone and his smile. Oh my gosh. It's like, it like completely disarmed me. I was like, oh. it's like, you know, when you see a handsome guy and you're just like, it's not that you immediately don't like them, but you're you're just kind of like, ugh, well, he's not going to be able to woo me like or make me swoon. And then he does something and you're like, oh, damn it. I guess he did. It, it's exactly that. He has this like smirk slash that turns into a smile when he sees Ina or I guess on his phone that just um, it's already I'm under his spell. I really am. But anyways, he he picks up and uh, Ina says, hey, TR, it's Ina. Are you ready for your assignment? And then he says, ready and good to go. Do you have a list? And she's like, first, you're going to need all kinds of sliced cold meat. Some salami, some Italian prosciutto. She says prosciutto instead of prosciutto. Again, you don't have to say it crazy like I just did, but it's not prosciutto. Aina, come on. Anyway, she continues. You can also get something like ham and sliced turkey. And TR says, okay, cool. And then Ina says, and then a really decadent dessert. At the end of the day, that's all everyone really remembers. And then TR says, almost a little too sexually. He says, well, you know me, I'm all for decadence. And he like looks at the camera and I 
fainted, really. And then Ina continues and says, you'll need some salads, some heirloom tomatoes, tomatoes on the vine, maybe some baby salad greens. And then TR out of nowhere said he has this like sort of bit almost like this annoyed voice. He's like, great. Thanks for the shopping list, mom. And Ina says, very funny. Once you've got your, oh, she's, and then she says, okay, you've got your assignment. Good luck. And then she's like, great. And then, yeah, TR says, great. I'll see you later. Bye. The whole mom thing is a little strange. I feel, I don't know. It was weird. And I, I do feel like the age gap between them is probably around that. I don't know how old uh, TR is. I should probably look that up. Let me do that right now. Okay, so I just Googled it and I couldn't find it. I only clicked on the first two links, but it didn't pop up like right away. So, uh it's fine. So he might be around the same, like Ina could potentially be like old enough to be his mother, but um, I didn't appreciate that tone. And I know that TR, um, from the, the limited knowledge that I do have of him, I know that he, I think the reason why him and Ina ever met is that TR worked at uh, the Barefoot Contessa, the specialty food store. And I guess the friendship just kind of blossomed from there too. And they've stayed in touch. So TR is on his way to the, you know, grocery store where, to get the goods. And Ina is back in the kitchen. She is making these individual chicken pot pies, which sounds delicious. I, I love a chicken pot pie. I think it's like I love sort of comfort food in any capacity. So I was excited about this. Uh, again, she has these gigantic chicken breasts. I don't know what kind of chickens they're, you know, they're breeding in East Hampton. Oh, speaking of East Hampton... I, so on SoundCloud, which is where I host my podcast, you can see like which cities are listening and which countries, which is really fun. Um, And I saw last week, there are two people listening to The Good Vanilla in East Hampton. And in my mind, it's of course, Ina Garden and Jeffrey. I texted Colin, who's my co-host from The Best Supporting Podcast. And he said, I bet Jeffrey listens to it like in the car on the way home on like Friday afternoon after work. And then Ina listens to it like in the morning when she's like, you know, brewing her coffee and just sitting there with like a biscuit. And then they discuss it over uh, chicken dinner on Friday night. And um, honestly, that's the story I'm going to go with. So East Hampton, someone's listening. At least two people are. And I'm hoping it's Ina and Jeffrey. Anyway, these chicken breasts, um, she, uh, of course, we all know she likes to roast them skin on bone in. Um, and she even comments too. She's like, these are huge chicken breasts. I'm glad she finally mentioned it because they really are gigantic. It's uh, a little unsettling. So she's making a little bit of a roux here, but she, uh, it's like, it's like a roux with onions. She, uh, cooks two whole onions in one and a half sticks of butter, which sounds like a lot, but, uh, you know, she's making four individual pot pies. So who knows? And then she adds a, uh, three quarters of, of a cup of flour to thicken it. And then she adds five cups of chicken stock, but she adds two bouillon cubes to that, which I guess like bumps up the flavor a little bit. I was just a little surprised because I thought, you know, Ina Garden's like homemade chicken stock was like foolproof. Like it had all the, fl- has all the flavor that you need. So I was, I was a little taken aback that she, you know, called in the, the reinforcements of the bouillon cubes, but I think it sounds delish. And speaking of delish, she adds a quarter cup of heavy cream. Of course, I think my problem with, I, I don't have a problem with heavy cream, but anytime I get like heavy whipping cream or just heavy cream or anything like that, I really only buy it for a recipe. I don't really have it on hand. 
And then once I use it for the recipe, it just like goes, it just like rots in my refrigerator until I <laughs> like dump it down the drain. So um, I'm not opposed to it, but I just like, I wish, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that I'm not just like eating, like putting heavy cream in everything that I make for the week because I would be, ugh, I'd be in trouble. So next she brings out the frozen vegetables. And I think it was my second episode where I talked about Ina's favorite frozen vegetables, or at least the like the three vegetables that she will buy and actually prefers. And it's like, it's it's peas and pearl onions. And what was the last thing? Oh, um, spinach. So she puts in the baby onions and the frozen peas. And she's like, and make sure you get, she's like, not those little tiny peas, get the big ones. I didn't really know that there was a difference. I guess if I think about it, like everything comes in all shapes and sizes. But she's right, though. The peas that she does use uh, do look a little bit larger than regular peas. So there's that. So she throws the chicken in after it's roasted, and she kind of just gives it a big stir. It looks delicious. She also adds some parsley. And I'm surprised there aren't any other, um, like, uh, herbs, really, like no rosemary or thyme or anything like that. But keeping it simple. So next we go back to TR in the city and he's getting some prosciutto, some soppressata, which is, I feel like that's like, it's like if salami and pepperoni had a baby is soppressata. I could be wrong though. I feel like it has a little bit of kick, but uh, it's delicious. And then he asks, TR asks the guy at the deli counter if he's tried the turkey breast. I... And the guy was just like, yeah, it's really good. It's like, I I would have lied to even if I never tried it. People used to ask me that when I worked at like Buffalo Wild Wings for like three months because I was the worst waiter ever. They would say like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's really good. And then they're like, well, because Keon does this all the time. He will ask, he'll be between two things and he'll say between this and that, what would you choose? And so I can usually always tell when. When someone's just like bullshitting us or if they actually have tried it and odds are they probably haven't and that's exactly what this guy's doing He's like, yeah, the turkey breast. It's great. It's always it's really good And TR is like great. I think I'll have some of that and then TR picks for his decadent dessert He picks up a flourless chocolate souffle cake, which That's pretty decadent. I will say he gets two of them one for Ina and one for him and then he, he does this with his, this is the sound he makes. He goes, yummy. That's exactly the sound he made. And I'm sure he looked back on that and was like, why did I even do that? It was, it was a lot. Like I said, not TR's best showing, but um, I'm kind of glad that he's, I'm kind of glad that we're meeting him in this sort of like awkward stage, I guess. It, this was like the days of like the Barefoot Contessa. So he had time like, you know, with Back to Basics and other reincarnations of the show to really like find his sea legs um, of being on camera. And there's one episode recently that I watched and I can't remember what he was doing. Oh, it was like when the episode where um, she makes steak, she like basically gives him directions on how to make the steak. And then he makes it at home. It was like, it was really easy. It was like a filet mignon and then like roasted vegetables and like one other thing and he like takes the instructions home and makes it himself but he was really charming on that one too okay so back to these individual pot pies so Ina is in her kitchen and this is the conversation that I'm interested in having because I watched a, um I know a couple of you have emailed in as well and also are really interested in like the blueprint of Ina's house 
Because I feel like when she started, she was in her kitchen. And then, like, in this scene coming up, there's, like, this little, like, four by four, almost, like, island, I guess, that's off to the, it's, like, camera left, but, like, her right, uh, that she does a lot of, like, little side things on. But I think what, when she refers to, like, the barn is, like, where she films now. I feel like they built a barn specifically for, um, for filming. At least I think it's called The Barn, because I watched a video, I think it was her and Katie uh, Couric, because I feel like they're friends in real life. I I feel like I've seen, like, videos besides the one that I watched. But with this one, it's, it's, I think these are the early episodes, too, so she's still in the kitchen, and she is, uh, she kind of removes, what does she get here first? Oh, she's, um, doing the dough for the individual pot pies, and she unwraps it, (laughs) like, she, like, throws the plastic wrap across the kitchen. She's like, yeet! And then it was just really funny. It's like the way that she throws eggshells. Sometimes she really like winds up and just like smashes it in the sink. Um, so that made me giggle. So she rolls out some of the extra pastry dough that she ha- she said, I just had some pastry dough lying around, as we all do. And she's rolling it on. She said, you can roll it on wood, but if you have stone, it's even better. As if like everyone has the option to just like upgrade their countertops to stone. <laughs> I mean, I would love that, but uh, not today, Anna. So next she drapes the dough over the bowls and kind of like slaps some egg wash on them and even and then throws them in the oven. She puts like, uh, it's almost like flaky salt on top too. It looks really good. And then she takes them out of the oven and she says, wow, they really do look like chicken pot pies. Sometimes I even amaze myself. Hmm. <laughs> I added the hmm in there because I just felt like it needed it, but... I need more hmms from Ina. I need to find like a, a very hmm heavy episode and I don't know when that's going to be. I feel like it's going to surprise me, but I know one of them, like I said, is when Jeffrey is grilling outside, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. So next she starts to make split pea soup. So she sautés some onions and garlic and some olive oil and then adds some salt and pepper and dry oregano or oregano if you say it like that. And then she says, I wonder how TR is doing on his assignment. It sounds like a secret mission. And then she giggles to herself. And then we have a shot of TR. Uh, he's grabbing some beautiful greens and some cucumbers and the most, like, picture-perfect succulent tomatoes I have ever laid my eyes upon. I don't know where he is. I feel like, I don't know if it, it said something about, like, Eli's. I should have looked it up because I don't know if it's 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 Eli like Zabar's place. I know that he might have things besides bread, but this seemed to be like a specialty sort of, I don't know, grocery shop. I don't know, uh, but it was definitely Eli something. So he grabs these great uh, heirloom tomatoes. They look delicious. And then he checks out, I guess. So now we're back to the split pea soup. Ina adds some carrots and potatoes. It's like the red skin potatoes. And then she adds eight cups of homemade chicken stock. I feel like, I, I mean, I know the homemade chicken stock would probably yield a lot of stock. But with the amount of time she uses it, especially like with big soups and stuff like that, I feel like I'd be, I'd, you'd run out of it very quickly. So who knows? So she only adds a cup and a half. And she says she will add the last cup uh, at the very end, or the last half cup at the very end, which I like. It's kind of like that raspberry jam situation she had for the Eaton Mess a couple weeks ago, the uh, the Mariska Hargitay, Alec Baldwin, iconic episode, where she kind of made that, like, raspberry jam or, like, goo and then put, like, some fresh, like, uncooked raspberries, like, in it. I like that sort of texture. 
So next we toggle back to TR. He's finishing up a latte. He slaps on his aviators and he is off to the Hamptons. And he actually shows up in the evening, which is, um, I thought he was going to stop inside. Uh, He gives Ina a double kiss. I will say a very sensual double kiss. I, the episode I was just referring to earlier about when he makes the steak or Ina teaches him how to like make a steak. He kisses her like on the lips. It's very, um, very intrusive, but also very sexual. I, I mean, if TR offered to give me a kiss on the lips, I'd probably take it. I mean, am I right, ladies? So Ina invites him in for a glass of wine and he declines saying that his guests are waiting for him, which I just found um, incredibly rude because Ina gives him all the shit that she made all day for him. And all he gets to do is just swoop in, give her a double kiss and just like a slap in the face, really. (laughs) If Ina ever invited me in for a glass of wine, I would cancel. I would cancel the whole week. I would, I would, it doesn't even matter if it was like my family that was waiting for me. I'd be like, sorry, Ina invited me in for wine and um, I'm going to spend the night here. So everyone's just going to have to deal. But Ina turns it down. I guess it was planned. And uh, Ina, like I said, Ina gives him the food and then TR gives her, he brought her back, uh, of course, the chocolate souffle cake and um, the flourless chocolate souffle cake, which I feel like are so dense. I love that. But a souffle is very not dense it's kind of the opposite of it so i that sounds great i need to find this eli place if anyone lives in new york city and knows what the hell i'm talking about um let me know but yes um i keep getting off topic sorry uh so ina no tr gives ina the heirloom tomatoes and the chocolate cake and then then this is also maybe this is i have in my notes this is when tr gave her the sensual kiss and then ina says "Ooh, heirloom tomatoes i know what i'm having for dinner and then ina makes um a very simple but elevated tomato sandwich. And I, oh my goodness, I love tomato sandwiches. Like in the summertime, oh my gosh, like a beefsteak tomato or like an heirloom tomato like this that is just like in season. I could eat like a tomato. I can eat just like slices of tomato with just like a little sprinkle of salt too or like a little drizzle of olive oil on top and maybe some salt on top of that. Like they're to die for. Like, I know um, not everyone loves tomatoes, but like a tomato sandwich is very simple, but very effective as well. You know, and you know, she, of course, turns the volume up a little bit. This is a basil mayo tomato sandwich. So she, the like the basil mayo she makes is it has lemon juice, garlic, basil, salt, and pepper. And I will say this, there is a Lebanese sauce. Kian is Lebanese. So he obviously makes a lot of, um, like Lebanese food, but also like Arabic food. It's all like under that umbrella. So, but one of the things that he makes um, and that pretty much anytime we go over to his parents' house, at one point we will probably have a dish that involves this. It's called tum, like T-O-O-M, but basically it's the uh, the Arabic word for garlic. And the the sauce that she is making for this is basically tum. And, and tum is just lemon juice, garlic, and you're supposed to make it homemade, but we always just like... There's there's no shame in just getting out the Hellman's, you know, it's and so you get like a scoop of mayo and then the garlic and then the lemon. And it is great. It is so like there is a chicken sandwich that we make every once in a while that. Oh, my God, it's so good. There's something about the lemon and garlic that just works so well with mayo that um, I'm in love. So this is basically tomb, but with basil 
in- included too, which I'm also on board with as well, especially since tomatoes pair so well with basil. I think it's really a slam dunk all around. So she uses this really like incredible, um, like this bread looks, oh God, it just looks so yummy. She says, um, which I do agree. It's like when it's just a few ingredients, she says, make sure that you can use, like that you use the best quality that you can get. If it's something that's going to be two or three ingredients, like buy the best you can get. So she's like, this deserves good bread. And she slices two pieces. She puts the basil mayo on both sides of the bread, which I do love. And then she slices up like this beautiful golden heirloom tomato. And then she adds like a couple, maybe like two more basil leaves on top of that. And just, um, you know, puts the top on, slices it diagonally, of course, and just goes to town. And she, I don't think she has a last line in this episode. I didn't write it down. So maybe it's just her saying like, can't wait to eat this. I don't know why I didn't write it. I don't think there was at least anything memorable. Well, that's that's a bummer. But the tomato basil sandwich is, I guess, in, in many ways, the star of this last segment. And that is the end of the episode. Uh, a great episode all around. There will be obviously many more sightings of TR and his handsomeness and charm uh, to come in the upcoming episodes of The Good Vanilla. I'm excited for that. I also can't wait to meet all the rest of the gang. I need to do a Miguel episode. I need to do Michael. I know Steven's also in there too. I mean, I honestly, I feel like Rob Marshall has been in there like a couple times. Um, I'm excited. So this is like the beginning of really meeting all these secondary characters in, in the universe of Ina Garden. So more to come with that. But uh, I guess that's it for today. So thanks again for listening, everyone. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com with your thoughts on TR. Tell me what you think of TR. I'd love to know. Or just Ina. I mean, again, I will make time to talk about Ina all the time. There was an email I got this week from Brian. Thank you, Brian, for sending me that lovely email and offering um, a way to see some lost episodes, shall we say, of the Barefoot Contessa, Shall I Need Them? So that's a good resource. And also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I did get a new review this week from Carrie B720, or 720. She left me a lovely five-star rating, uh, and she is also an Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom crossover, so thank you for listening, Carrie. Also, I forgot to mention, too, I made a Facebook page. Uh, It's just called The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast. Very easy to find. I think I have to approve you. I didn't really do that intentionally. I think it'd be fun to also, like, have questions set up. They're not going to have, like, they're not going to be anything crazy just to, like, prove. It's basically something set in place to make sure that you're just, like, not some weirdo um, that wants to join the group and rather someone who, like, is joining because they love the Barefoot Contessa and the podcast itself. So be sure to look that up. And lastly, if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other podcast every week, the best supporting podcast with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe and I'll see you next time.